Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Well, I tell you why, Rachmaninoff was possibly the greatest pianist that ever existed. That's the SLSO performing the first movement of Sergei Rachmaninoff's symphonic dances earlier this month. It was a one-night-only concert at Powell Hall, featuring the program the orchestra's musicians have taken on a four-country, five-city tour of Europe this month. It's the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra's first international tour since 2017. It's also its first under music director, Stéphane Deneuve. The tour started last week in Austria, moved to Belgium, then proceeded to the Netherlands, and it concludes tonight in Madrid, Spain, at that country's largest classical music venue. Music director Stéphane Deneuve spoke with me yesterday morning from his hotel room. Stéphane, welcome back to St. Louis on the Air. Hello, nice to speak with you from Madrid. (laughs) Now, earlier this week... Uh, You are now in Madrid, you were in Belgium, and it was a homecoming of sorts for you. You previously served as music director of the Brussels Philharmonic. How did it feel to return there, Stefan? I was so proud to show to uh, the audience that I know very well there and many friends in uh, in the room uh, why I made my musical home in St. Louis and also my full home because I live in St. Louis since last year, and uh, uh, there was something really special uh, in, in, in the in the moment, which is an incredible energy, which started because as I addressed the audiences, <laughs> suddenly I said, "Well, that I I was happy to be back in Brussels, in Belgium, a, a country I love," and then somebody actually screamed so loud, "Stefan, we love you." <laughs> <laughs> And that took me by surprise, the orchestra too. Everybody applauded to uh, seemingly agree with this statement. And uh, we, are, we were in for, uh, for definitely a, a love fest because um, the, the audiences adored the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. Uh, they played so well. It mm-hmm. was really very impressive how they played that day. And was that a reception? I mean, personally, that must have been a, a wonderful thing to to have almost like a, a bravo before you've even begun. But it, were you expecting that kind of reception for the SLSO musicians in Europe? Actually, to be honest with you, yes, because I'm very confident about what we can offer. I mean, we, uh, we had the concert played in St. Louis audiences uh, the, the week preceding the tour, and um, uh, it was already a home triumph and I knew that people would react extremely well. And, you know, we, we are an ambassador of our community, and we show this warm sound. Uh, and yesterday was fantastic. We were in, in Amsterdam, which is one of the best uh, acoustic in the, in, the, in the world, really a great hall. And strangely enough, we all thought it was quite similar to Power Hall. So uh, the musicians were reminded that we have an absolutely great world-class hall in St. Louis, and uh, it, it was just fabulous to, uh, 
to 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 see the reaction like uh, all the 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 director artistic directors and directors of the halls for instance were all so impressed by the orchestra offering us direct re-invitation and commenting highly on the on the level of uh, our gem that is the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful to hear. Now, as far as the program goes on this you know, four-country, five-city tour, we played a bit of Rachmaninoff's symphonic dances at the top of this segment. What is it that made you choose that particular piece? Well, it's a very meaningful piece that speaks about life, death, and actually triumph of life over death. Uh, so it's, it's already a, a great masterwork. But on top of it, it's a piece that was written in America for an American orchestra. And so I, I kind of love the idea that we could show that music unites the world, unites the people, and uh, that indeed it's a Russian composer that actually left Russia and uh, composed in America a piece influenced by American jazz. There was even a saxophone player actually in the piece and um and that was my, my idea the start of the program is also a piece by the way that was composed for uh, america for uh, the chicago opera we play the love of Thuringia suite by prokofiev and uh, uh, those pieces on top of it have something i love they are full of color they are very very intense extremely virtuosic and i wanted to show of course the extreme virtuosity and talent of our orchestra so it sounds like it was a very vibrant set of pieces that you've played. Now, before we move on from symphonic dances, one of the things that you have previously said is that symphonic dances is a quote-unquote desert island work for you. And sort of given the, the overall um, feel and tone of, um, of the repertoire that you have presented, what does, what does this desert island part? Uh, how does it fit in and what does it mean? Well, i tell you why. Rachmaninoff was possibly the greatest pianist that ever existed. And he wrote, as we know, many pieces for piano, of course, and I many was. concertos um, for piano. Uh, no, uh, I, I actually, a pianist uh, myself, as a, as a young man, I, uh, uh, I played a lot of his music and I feel very close to his spirit. And I discovered the symphony dances quite early in, uh, in, in my life when I uh, when I was a student in the conservatoire in Paris. And right from the start, I, I, I just loved this piece. And um, I always thought that this was a very particular piece of Rachmaninoff because he wrote it at the very end of his life and he's quoting himself heavily. And uh, it basically speaks about his entire journey uh, of music and of life. And, and, uh, and so it became for me an iconic piece in my repertoire and uh, that's why I, I wanted also to uh, to perform this piece because it, it means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. And the program also features an acclaimed pianist and recording artist, uh, Vikingar Olafsson. Um, he's performing Edvard Grieg's Piano Concerto in A minor. What's the reception been like for him? Um, and you know, is, is that too something that you were expecting traveling abroad? <laughs> well. I tell you, we have had a lot of standing ovations. And for him, for the other pieces of the program, uh, it's, it's really incredible. Uh, and we are very lucky to tour with him because he's 
a big new star of the piano and um he has a amazing uh, contract uh, with Dutch gramophone he's extremely famous and uh, uh, i must say um people are so happy to uh, to come to listen to him with us and uh, uh i i i i'm amazed by the you know the, yeah he played on course at each concert because the audience could not have enough of him and I understand because he's really very unique. He does play with a, 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 a very personal sense um, of, of taking this Greek concerto uh, in another dimension. He doesn't want to do something that is uh, overly sweet or, or uh, you, you know, like something that is overindulgent. He, he, he kind of makes it very modern. And, um, and I found his interpretation really fascinating and it's, it's a triumph uh, every every night. It sounds like you are thoroughly enjoying yourself <laughs> as this tour is happening. Um, you know, you have mentioned earlier playing in um, in halls that had acoustics that were somewhat similar to Powell Hall, and you've now played in Powell Hall um, so much. How has it been um, for you and the musicians to be? in other spaces? And is there anything that you have noticed about the sound there or here as a result yes. of, of that? So people have to understand, sometimes they don't know that we play acoustically, meaning we are not amplified at all. So we always play within uh, the acoustic of uh, the acoustics of a, of a whole. And it's like every whole is like a different instrument uh, mm. offering a different balance some some holes you have more resonance less resonance you know some holes you have more presence of the basses some you have more presence of the of the treble note and and what is fascinating is you have to adjust to that to offer of course the signature sound of the saint louis symphony orchestra and it's it's great because the musician can hear different things in each hole and i discussed with musicians many of them say like oh my god i i in this hole it was so clear that i I heard, for instance, more notes in some part of the orchestra that I never heard so well, uh, normally, or et cetera, et cetera. So this is really a, um, a very interesting for the personal development of our musicians because it allows them to, uh, to hear differently, to, uh, to react differently. And, and so that's a, that's a great thing. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and, on, and on top of it, I think it's, um, uh, it's really special to, to be able to... Uh, to show actually who we are and uh, what we represent in the community and to put St. Louis on the map of many music lovers, many music lovers, because um, uh, it's a way for them to, uh, to, to, to just uh, know more uh, the region, the, the state, and, and, uh, and, and, and there's not a lot of institutions that, uh, that can represent um, what St. Louis is abroad like in a tour. It's a really unique opportunity to be a to be ambassador of, uh, of our community where I live now. And does that ambassadorial aspect, does that come with any feeling of uh, responsibility or burden, or, or is it mostly um, good vibes? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a joy. It's a joy because, uh, uh, look, let's face it, sometimes in the news, what can be the... the the international news uh, uh, can, can 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 sometimes be not the the, the, the most flattering aspects, and uh, 
I am so happy that we can change this narrative and, and tell to the world there are a lot of great things happening in in St. Louis. And, uh, and, and then we meet, you know, we go to embassies, we meet people, we have dinners after, and then I'm always happy to explain the quality of life I have in St. Louis and, and what are the other great institutions there. And, uh, and so it's really a way to... Um, uh, to, 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 to influence people to, to know better all what St. Louis has to offer mm-hmm. and how, how much it is a music center in the U.S. And so then you are playing before audiences who ostensibly are um, very aware of what is going on in the world of classical music. To what extent are people in Europe aware of or familiar with St. Louis as a place for um, for the kind of music that you are you have taken from from St. Louis over there. Well, it's funny. I was discussing that with our pianist, Vicky Olafson, actually, because he thinks, and uh, I'm quoting him, that we are entering in a golden age again for the St. Louis Symphony. I said again because the St. Louis Symphony has started as the second oldest orchestra in the country and is a, a, a historical treasure. And um, there was a lot of highlights during the history. There was 31 years of the big directorship of Vladimir Goldschmann in the midst uh, of the 20th century that were already something very special. Then there was a very special moment with the music directorship of Leonard Slatkin because he actually really uh, uh, put St. Louis on the, on the map thanks to a lot of fabulous recording that he did. And so when I'm in Europe, a lot of people, mainly specialists of classical music, remember the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra thanks to the recording of Leonard Slatkin. Mm. And uh, it's great that now, having this background and this memory, they can be refreshed to see what this orchestra has become uh, since and, um, and see how in great shape this orchestra is and uh, uh, what they can offer today. So, so um, I, I must say it is, um, it, is, it, is, it is really a pleasure for me to, uh, to revive, let's say, uh, the, the, the special place that St. Louis Symphony Orchestra had in the, in the heart of music lovers in Europe. We're speaking with Stefan Deneuve, who is music director of the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. And he's speaking with us from Europe, where the SLSO is um, on its first international tour since 2017. Now, I wanted to return to um, what we were talking earlier uh, about regarding different venues and then what you have just said about uh, what people know of or about St. Louis insofar as classical music is concerned. Um, is there perhaps a, a specific example of a way you and the musicians have had to adjust in real time to a venue in order to really show what SLSO is and, and how it plays its music? Yes, uh, I can tell you precisely um, uh, what was very interesting is that we we started the tour in Vienna, and uh, uh, it's a quite different acoustic, and we we had to uh, walk right away in the rehearsal. We had a, luckily a, a, a rehearsal of one hour before the concert where we could adjust and we could actually feel that this hall needed uh, much more 
legato and for instance which i mean to 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 really um uh, slur the notes together to just make something very polished and and this hall for instance was very reactive to uh, the change of dynamics mm. uh, this hall normally in power hall we have this really warm resonance that that would smooth uh, the, the 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 big change of dynamics and and, and make things more sustained, let's say, uh, easily. And so it was interesting because I, I had to ask, like, look, to, to, to have the same effect that we have uh, in Power Hall, we have to really be careful that all our changes of dynamic are very, uh, you know, playing louder or softer, are very progressive, that we, we just keep the sustained sound in order to replicate what we have as a result thanks to the fabulous acoustics of Power Hall. And so they very quickly adjusted to that, and that way we could we could offer, as I said, this very unique, warm, warm, lush sound that we 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 hear at our home. And how does that change the way you conduct? Uh, I, I, my gesture, of course, are always reacting to what I hear. So I, I will, it's, uh, without without thinking, actually, I will just have gesture that becomes a little bit more let's say, horizontal or, or showing something that is uh, uh, more sustained. And uh, I would have just said that a little bit more caressing the melodies in a way that we can really build longer sustained phrases. So it's, it's, it's amazing because um, it's just a pure reaction of what I hear. It's like a pianist adjusting to a piano and, and trying to play differently with a different uh, uh, type of piano you can have. It's the same there. You know, the SLSO is my instrument. I really uh, interact with it uh, permanently, and it's a it's a give and take. And uh, and it was the opposite, for instance, in the Concert uh, Rebau, this amazing hall in Amsterdam, which is uh, a tiny bit more resonant than uh, than Power Hall. So during the rehearsal, I was asking to play what we say marcato, which is to really articulate very strongly the beginning of each note to be more intelligible, to be more speaking, to have uh, more uh, rhetorical quality. So so there we had to do the opposite, to just uh, play a little bit shorter, to not sustain the notes so long, to cut them precisely in order to uh, re-articulate the next note more precisely. So we did this thing as well. And always um, the, the, the wish is to try to... Uh, um, uh, at the end, replicate uh, the signature sound of the Saint Louis Symphony Orchestra, which I treasure. Mm-hmm. And through this process of being in, in different places, different spaces, um, different audiences, is there anything in particular that you feel that, um, that you and the musicians have been able to learn together through this opportunity that you otherwise might not have been able to glean? Yes, I think it, it's it's a, it's a kind of bonding experience because it's a team experience. We live together. We are in the same hotels. Uh, we see each other at breakfast, at lunch, at uh, mm-hmm. at dinner, and um, and we share experiences because, of course, uh, we all visit places. I was lucky enough to visit the Vermeer exhibition, for instance, in Amsterdam, which is absolutely mind blowing. Uh, this was so beautiful, and uh, uh, all the musicians visited as well. A lot of museums in, in Vienna because we were uh, there early to uh, to recuperate from the jet lag. So there was time for a bit of of tourism there for one day. And um, and I think it's it's really 
a great way for people to connect better, to know each other better. And uh, um, yes, it's a team building uh, as well, which is very precious. So I think the FLSO, after a tool like that, gets even stronger in its uh, powerful team effect. Stefan Deneve is music director of the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. Thank you for joining us from Europe, Stefan. Thank you very much, Ellen. And uh, I hope you can follow online uh, at flsostories.org. Uh, on our website, we, we posted a lot of photos, a lot of clips, a lot of uh, anecdotes. So you really, people have been following us. But if you didn't, it's still time to go. It stays there and you can see what an amazing tool we have and how we represented our community here in Europe. The SLSO wraps up its European tour tonight in Madrid, Spain. That performance will wrap the orchestra's first international tour since 2017. Stefan Deneuve joined me yesterday morning from his hotel in Spain. Today's episode was produced by Alex Hoyer. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorf. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.